0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Yes I Can series, where we dive into our limitless capabilities and I'm encouraging us all, yes, I also need encouragement myself, to test the borders of what we can and what we cannot do. Also, we will look to overcome our natural resistance to the process of learning new things, and doing what we're scared to do or do not feel confident enough to do. My name is Marina for you, and Mrs. Melody for my Grapeseed Connect students. And I'm here today to support your self confidence in being awesome grapeseed teachers. And if you're interested in the experiences which I can share with you, and if they might be of any use for you, check out episode 193. Now let's get straight to the topic. Dr. Gothard Booth, a medical doctor specializing in the practice of psychiatry, wrote, Nothing is more satisfying Than participating in processes that exceed the duration of your own life. And raising children is undoubtedly one of those processes. I do believe that any educator and any teacher whom children contact with has a great impact on their future growth. And we, grapeseed teachers, coaches, and all other grapeseed and school staff support schools through the grapeseed materials, and even physically being present in the classroom. Through this, we are not only giving our students a chance to learn the language, but we also raise and educate them, first of all, by keeping peace in our classrooms. So, how can we create a peaceful harbor in the class? I'm not an expert. I'd like just to share what always works flawlessly for me as a grapeseed teacher. Number one, have structure. Have you heard podcast episode 157? I love this one. Seriously, you may think I'm advertising, but listen, that episode is short, 15 minutes, but it's full of great things. Real class examples, as well as tips and things to reflect on. Miklas says an important thing in there, about which I've never thought before I gave birth to my own kids. They, kids, like structure deep inside. Yes, they do like being silly, and in each class I suppose we can see one or two attention-grabbing kids. But they feel safe when adults provide them with structure. Structure means stability. Stability gives the child a sense of security. And this is a basic human need. Now think about yourself, feeling not sure about your future, not knowing what to do, where to go. You don't even have to use your imagination, right? We all experienced that uncertainty when COVID got into play, when the way we got used to live was not working anymore, the structure of each day was falling apart as we couldn't do what we used to do, and nobody could give us good advice on how to adjust as humanity was in this situation for the first time. Now, keeping this feeling of frustration in mind Try to imagine how stressful it is for children, not knowing the rules in our classroom, not knowing where to sit, how to sit, when to speak and when to keep quiet. Children need a structure so much that they even intuitively may create the elements of stability themselves. For example, a child may ask their mother to read the same fairy tale every evening. Why? In grapeseed, we always say that it's all about exposure, making children confident, feeling successful. Yes, beyond stability and security, structure helps provide a set routine, which can also help children feel safe. Even in cases where they don't enjoy what is happening, Naturally, we aren't talking about a grapeseed lesson here. They might prefer a set routine as opposed to something random and unpredictable. That predictability is an underrated and underappreciated element in children's psychology. This is stability and security and the confidence they bring. These are interconnected deeply. The confidence about the language they learn, and the confidence that everything will be fine again. I know that many modern teachers stand for freedom, opting for total freedom in the classroom with no rules or expectations. But for freedom to be effective, the group must have responsibility. Children, especially young ones, are not ready for it. To teach them to take on this responsibility consciously, we should first provide them with clear rules and stick to them. So the first step to make our class a peaceful harbor is to create structure. Clear rules, boundaries, everyday routines. In most cases, if you set clear rules and expectations, and both you and the students understand them, then classroom management issues don't happen very often. Children know where the boundaries are and can have fun with them. It is when the rules and expectations don't exist or are not clearly communicated that students don't know what to do and cause many problems in the classroom. You can find more on this in the training site. Just use the search bar and search for classroom management to find all of our resources. So, that was the first step on the way to a peaceful harbor for our students – to create structure. The next step is to find a balance between having fun and learning. We mentioned a few minutes ago that children love to be silly. They love to have fun. I don't have to even mention this. Each grapeseed teacher knows that. But how can we have fun with four or five or even nine-year-olds and keep them focused on learning? Where is that happy middle ground between running on the ceiling and dull adult-like learning? In grapeseed, we can find this golden place easily. We have two tools for this. Remember, quick checks and even easier to reach the student's column in the lesson plans. It's okay to have fun if, through having fun, we are moving forward with the learning objectives. Going back to podcast 157 with another great example, a child answers the question, What do you want to eat? A bear. But according to the learning objectives, our students are supposed to practice words like sandwich, soup, salad, and so on at this lesson. They know the word bear from Unit 1, so this is the right moment to nicely prevent students from being silly. You can just ask another student, and if they're going on being silly, answering something like a snake or an elephant, you can demonstrate corresponding vocabulary picture cards or pictures in their classroom materials, and say calmly but earnestly, I want you to use these words now. And as soon as you get the appropriate answer, let the group see that this is the example you were expecting. Sandwich. Very good. Thank you, Melanie. I like sandwiches. And now I want some soup. What do you want, Andy? You are done. Graciously. And if you are consistent in reacting like this to extra fun, which prevents students from learning, they will quickly get that this is the rule to have fun if it is safe, for all the participants and efficient for learning and it will be easier for them to follow the rules that they understand and know well and if there are no safety hazards and having fun doesn't prevent our students from learning in accordance with the learning objectives clearly written in quick checks and in students columns in lesson plans we can just relax and have fun with them The next point which is important to create a peaceful harbor in our class is to create a supportive atmosphere. This is number three. Not so long ago I had a case in my Connect class. One of the students was sad. I must admit that I was not ready for this. Before, they all were happy in my lessons, especially this one boy who was typically a joyful person. So my first reaction was to say, no, please, don't be sad. And I did actually say it. We all make mistakes. Right after that, I felt that it was not what I would like to do next time in a similar situation. And after I finished that lesson, I thought it over. And next time, when one of the girls didn't look happy at the lesson and I couldn't ask her why, as we were on the second unit, I just said, it's okay to be sad. Sometimes I feel sad too. Let's start. Let's look at our nice pictures. Maybe they will make you smile. I'm sure she didn't understand all the words, but at the same time, I'm sure she understood my nonverbal messages. One, you are welcomed here. Whether you are happy or not. 2. We all can be sad sometimes. And 3. We can help each other to become happy. That was my solution in this situation. Maybe it's not perfect for young learners as I've used non-grapeseed language. If you have other ideas or experience to share, please email them to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com and I will find the chance to share with other teachers in one of the next episodes. And just one more thing about creating a supportive atmosphere. Anytime your students laugh at someone's mistake, let them see that you are upset about them being such normally nice kids doing things like this. Even if a child who made a mistake has fun together with his peers, it won't be good for them and their learning. If they think that they cannot succeed with English and can only be a class clown, they may lose confidence and give up learning. Besides, other students may grow anxious about speaking English in your classroom if you ignore students laughing at each other's mistakes. So, from the very beginning, use gestures and facial expressions to teach them to support each other when they can, to accept mistakes as a part of learning process. Use your body language to let them know that it's okay to ask for help when you need it. And starting from Unit 4, you will have enough of the vocabulary to explain it, as they learn the word HELP in Unit 4. And the last important step to create a peaceful atmosphere for your students, which I'd like to mention today, is being a good example for your students. Always follow your own rules. There were many times I was ready to break them while teaching big groups of four-year-olds in person in one of the big Moscow kindergartens. You cannot imagine how many times I was tempted to. Most of us do not have educators in our classrooms to speak our native language to students when something unexpected is happening. Those who have, you are lucky. But I didn't. The situation, which I find one of the funniest now, was one of the most frustrating for me when it happened. We did the give-it-to-a-friend activity. We used erasers. They all were white and rectangular. Those ordinary ones. And suddenly I noticed that one of the erasers is not rectangular anymore. At the same time, one girl demonstrates an eraser, which also looks bitten off. And another child. And one more. I am at a last stare at those cut erasers, and then at the floor, I see no pieces there. I have a frightening realization that someone is probably biting off pieces of the erasers and swallowing them. I didn't think I had time to reflect on this situation, you know? I took the whole group out of the classroom right away and asked them to make a line along the hall, and I said in Russian, "Okay, guys, here outside our classroom, I can speak Russian with you in this emergency situation. So, to make the long story short, we found out that one of the girls really swallowed those pieces. I let her mother know about that, and she replied that it happens. (laughs) There were no unpleasant consequences for the child's health. And I was happy that even having no time to think automatically, I did everything I could not to break the rule of English-only environment in the classroom. Later I understood how helpful it was for my classes and students' results, as my students also never tried to break this rule. When I visited many classes as a coach, I noticed that kids spoke their native language in class regularly only if their teacher broke the rule themselves. So do your best to stick to the rules, what else can I say? And if you've made a mistake. Just work it out and be patient with yourself. And this will give you power to be sincerely patient about your students' mistakes and misbehavior. Even if our own life is not a bed of roses right now, we can never know what our students are experiencing outside of our classrooms. So here are the easy steps, which each of you can surely make to succeed in creating a peaceful harbor for your students. At least something to start with. Have structure. Keep balance between fun and learning. Create supportive atmosphere. And be an example. And I'd like to finish today with a great saying of Aristotle. Educating the mind without educating the heart is no education at all. Thank you for listening, and good luck in the classroom. Everybody knows that. Everybody.